Eva Carter Gwail as Fortnightly Sports Centre on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Reddy Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. And on today's show, we're going to be talking football, hurling, and camogie. And I'm joined, as always, here with by co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara. Our guests on today's show, and I suppose we could go on. Uh, we don't have to go too far. It's Claire and Ross Common who are playing in the. <laughs> in the qualifiers later on this evening in Crow Park and there was only one man in East Clare we could ask about this game a man who played for Roscommon now domiciled in Clare for years former uh, principal of Scarif Community College a man who played in the 92-62 All-Ireland uh, final for Roscommon at Centrefield where he was marking Mick O'Connell it's the one only John S. Kelly then we're going to be joined by our dog, uh, regular journalist here as we're going to talk about last weekend's action in Simple Stadium and Crow Park and looking ahead uh, to the qualifiers uh, this weekend is Parik McMahon. Pat, first of all, what a weekend of action we had last weekend. Uh, unfortunately, you know, good win for the Miners on Saturday. Unfortunately, the seniors came so close and yet so far. Yeah, yet another fantastic weekend of hurling, I suppose, for Clare and, and Camogie indeed. A loss to Exford and Camogie, which is very surprising as well as what's disappointing. Uh, Miners... Uh, got through against Leash, did very well against a solid Leash team. And of course, that magical Munster final with uh, a 45,000 sellout crowd. Uh, dull, damp, hor- horrible conditions, but my goodness, did the players lift themselves above it. Uh, an intense, raw, you know, absolutely 110% game from all players. Claire stood up to the pressure brilliantly. Uh, held, uh, managed the occasion very, very well. And I think it was only an extra time when Limerick's experience, I think, and strength in panel just saw them over the line. But Brian Lowen and his and his management team can be so proud, as, as can supporters, of the Clare effort. And the great thing is we're still there. But uh, it was one of the best occasions I've ever attended in, a hur- in, in, in hurling, or in maybe in any sport. And I think the general consensus during the week from various commentators, neutral, on online and everywhere else was, and indeed former players from other counties, that it was a special, special occasion, a brilliant showcase of the Munster Championship, uh, what it's all about. And, uh, you know, Clare, we're still there and uh, very, very proud, but a little bit disappointed we didn't have the trophy, obviously, the Mick Mackey Cup, Leo, for the first time. And great Petsy local involvement, Pet, all our East Clare, I mean, performed heroically. Totally. Uh, plenty of East Clare lads on that squad. And uh, all performed, I mean, Clare team in general performed uh, out of their skins against what is considered one of the greater teams of the modern era, and uh, and they are, there's no question about it. Also a very physically strong team, a team with massive experience, having won a few All-Irelands and Munster Championships in recent years. But uh, this, the East Clare guys, I, I won't go through all the clubs because it would be wrong, I'd probably omit somebody. And, uh, you know, subs will come on later on, back from injury, Scarif and, 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 and everywhere else. Uh, very, very proud of their performances and uh, it augurs well for the future because all our subs were young men and they, you know, they give a good account of themselves in that extra time. I think there's the lack of experience and raw physical power told in the end. But, you know, that's something that will come. Yeah, and indeed, you know, before we go on to our, we, we, we introduce our first guest, great weekend, great win for the Clare footballers over meet, a hoodoo that has gone on for over 30 years and, you know, Clare winning by two pints, 
setting themselves up for a big game in Crow Park later on this evening in the Rossies. Absolutely, and Meath have been a bo- sort of bogey team. We just can't seem to put them away in, in, in a lot of meetings in recent years. And Colm Collins and his management team, you know, kudos to them as well. And finally, you know, in a tight game, Clare pulled out the win against Meath, uh, made it hard for themselves. And uh, nevertheless, you know, what Colm Collins is getting out of that squad of players uh, for Clare football is just unbelievable. And a tremendous challenge now with... Uh, those uh, doughty uh, players from Roscommon, uh, you know, a, 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 a county with a great football tradition. They have 24 Connick titles, uh, which is exactly half of what Mayo and Galway have. They have 48 each. Uh, Roscommon have 24 Roscommon, uh, Connick titles already. So um, a team to be reckoned with. And uh, John S. I'm sure will explain to us now how clear, <laughs> how clear we're going to beat them. Yeah, and indeed, <laughs> uh, uh, you bring us right. Uh, we welcome our, our first guest, uh, John S. Kelly, as I said, a former principal of Scarf Community College, a man who's made a major uh, contribution to sport in East Clare and beyond. John S., you're welcome. Thank you very much, Leo. John, before we, just before we get on to the, the small matter of the football game later on this evening with Russ Common in Clare, mm. uh, a big launch in your former college last week in Scarf Community College for the Astroturf and running track. Um, amenities well warranted and you know a big a big fundraising venture ahead you know hopefully it will get the support from the public that, that it wants I'm sure I'm sure it will lads because more and more it's becoming incumbent on citizens of villages to make sure that the village provides as much amenity to attract outsiders it can help to take for example if I decide I am in a job where I can work from home, where am I going to actually uh, select my home location if not in a place which has all the necessary facilities to make it an interesting place in which to live? And East Clare is getting to the point of being very, very well set up now, isn't it, when you yeah. think about it? And uh, this... Uh, initiative with regard to the the sports facilities I mean that's going to have a major attraction for so many different people whether it's people who would like to use the track the proposed running track to use it for training for athletics athletics is one of the areas that in fact has not prospered here in the eastern part and there's a great tradition of athletics in, 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 in East Clare. And there's a great tra- tra- tradition of it in the college. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Do you remember all the, the All-Irelands that the Acre family, when there were students, you know, won? And, if, if I might say, Pat, Flagmont. Deirdre O'Connor. The Peter O'Connor. On the, Deirdre. On the discus, yeah. And for the what dis- example. The discus, absolutely. The is the, is so the you're not just in supporting the actual project, uh, which is the creation of a running track and an all an all purpose pitch as well as not it okay right. it's going to cost about 400,000 uh, about a half of it is already you know I think achieved and it's only a question of people now realizing that in supporting it you're not just supporting a school you're supporting a, a, a communal area throughout East Clare okay thus solidifying the position of East Clare in terms of facilities for, for community. 
Yeah, and it is a very important point, and you know, hopefully, people will get behind it and support it. And you said it's going to be a facility that's going to be there for for years Absolutely. to come. Absolutely, you know, Absolutely. and as you said, it will be a central hope for for most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you are. I mean, um, the it was launched as you said on Thursday night, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. And uh, so hopefully we... we yeah, indeed, we wish them all very well with that venture. Yeah. Janice, this weekend, Clare and Roscommon. Clare coming over on the back of a victory over Mead. Roscommon coming back on the back of a defeat to their earth rivals, uh, Galway, in, you know, I suppose, a poor display in the Connacht final. It was, yeah. yeah. It, what was it? What do you, was what what do you, what do you think? Well, was I, could, I could kind of look at it in two ways. If I were to ask you, You've watched Clare Hurlers, the Clare Hurlers, intense in, intimately over the last two years, okay, and you've commented, isn't that right, so frequently about them. What was different about what we witnessed in Thurlis last Sunday? What had, had happened to Clare to bring them to this extraordinary level of fitness, I can understand, but... Uh, Technique, his spirit. Hmm? Where does that come from? But I'd say the first answer no. that briefly. I'd say belief in themselves, and that comes from a management who not alone coaches them well, but also allows them to go out on the pitch and express themselves, think for themselves, and play the game in front of them. Are they freed? Are they liberated? Then? I, well, I, I, I think say that's, I, that's, it, that's it common. Looks, that's common thread yeah. anyway. Yeah, but it's a belief. These guys believed they were going to be Clearing, I think. Yeah, and they, did, they yeah. almost did it. And you can't do that if you don't believe it in your mind. But how it do you get... Happen. I'm wondering, how do you get to to, to grasp that particular... Uh, it's it's To me, it's tr- total trust in the management. Is it? And fully believe what the management are doing. They had a strategy in place, you know, and they've, they've played it to the letter of, you know, yeah. of the law, really. You know, they had everything they'd set up. They got their match-ups right. They had everything right. Yeah. You know, and look at as it turned out, it went it went takes the time. They were just just come up that bit short. They are probably a couple of years behind Limerick in terms of development. There's no doubt. Clare have been playing catch up, but they've caught up very very fast. Mm. Now they may not be. They're just that bit short as of now, but the year is still is still young. And there'll be a, chal- a challenge, Leo. There will be, as I in, understand it and interpret it, there'll be a challenge for Clare. Hurlers next time out. Yes. To reach that necessary level yeah. of animation. Do you know, isn't yeah, that right? It is, it is a big ask. Yeah. It is going to be, and it's not the training on the pitch, it's, it's something else, isn't it? Yeah, and it's going to be yeah. getting into the minds of the players. Absolutely. To be but Absolutely. By, by, from what we hear, they were back in, back in the pool on Monday evening and they were training again on Tuesday evening. So, you know, that's the one thing. Brian Lohan was a tremendous leader when he was playing. Yeah, he may he, he never said a whole lot on the field. Mm. Actions speak louder than words, and to be honest, that's the way he works. That's the way he's working. The article with the with the horrors at the moment as well. You know, what you see with him is what you get. He's a man that has grown into the the, yeah. the management role. Well, and, and John, sorry, as we started off with the Roscommon, do you feel that you, in Roscommon you didn't feel that they believed they were actually going to be Galway because? Yeah. As it turned out, a three-point margin, they were nearly, they were probably as good as Galway if they had that belief in the first half. I was talking to a very good friend of mine <coughs> earlier today, Tony Kenny. We talked about him before. Oh, fair, yeah. And uh, and he was at the match against Galway. Okay. And I said to him, Tony, I got the impression uh, that 
they were overtrained. Do you know that kind of st- deadness Staleness, in the play? Yeah. yeah, because it was not the Roscommon team that we had seen playing in the earlier rounds. Should they played Galway in the league final yeah. only five weeks previous and, and, and beat them quite comfortably in Crow Park? Aye, and I bet if I, 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 I will hazard a guess that Roscommon will be back to that in on Saturday. That's what I'd be afraid of. And you can be afraid. I hope that your fear stays with you. Realised. Because what I see, John, about Roscommon, you just can't, you just don't know what Roscommon team is going to turn up. You don't. You know? And Clare played uh, Roscommon in an All-Ireland qualifier a number of years ago mm. and defeated Roscommon yeah. on a famous Saturday in Galway, right? And no one gone up expected Clare to beat Roscommon. Clare have already drawn with Roscommon in the league in yeah. Music Park and in, 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 in Sergeant and Roscommon should have beaten them nine points all mm-hmm. but then Roscommon didn't can, they're real chicken and hide you just don't know what you're going to get in so, terms of leadership so we're not <laughs> we're agreed on this that we do not know which Roscommon team is going to you know mm-hmm. uh, pan out on Saturday right yeah that's right and it's it's not the training as we said with regard to the hurler, the Clare hurlers, it's not the training that will determine it. It's going to be a mind game now. Yeah. Because they had beaten, as you said, they had beaten Cobra twice already this year. Yeah. Uh, and and really didn't play f- football at all. I also found what they were doing against Galway a bit boring, if I might put it. There were moments all right when it was uh, flashing into mm. nice, nice uh, football style. So, you take the goal that they got in the final minute of the match, okay? Now, it was a marvellous goal. Yeah, it was. And we should have already have had a couple of goals <coughs> wrapped up, and we didn't. Marta would be on, I would say, a lot earlier. I can't understand how he's not on all the time. All the time, yeah. He got the goal in the league final as well, in the league final yeah, as well. And John, do you think... Part of the reason for that quality of that goal near the end, Morta and the setting up of it and the whole spang was that Roscommon were conditioned to play as safe as possible, and not not to be conceding much to Galway. And then when they fell a long way behind, the shackles were thrown off and they said, even the players may have taken lead, say, we were just attacking. Yes. And maybe if teams could start that way in games, yes. I often find that well, Pat, holding a football. Yeah, you look at Roscommon, like Alton Herney is a midfielder that has promised an awful lot mm. for Roscommon. Mm. He's probably the top midfielder in the country at the moment, one of them anyway. Uh, Paul Conroy was the top midfielder going into that kind of final. Herney scored three points in play. Yeah. Conroy hardly got a kick of the ball. Roscommon on midfield and still didn't win the game. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. So what's what's going through your mind on that? Yeah, I'm wor- I am worried uh, for the Clare footballers this evening in Crow Park. There's no yeah. doubt about that, because I don't think we, even though we have a good midfield partnership, I don't think we have anyone to to mark him if he's on. If he no, he has been besieged with injuries. There's no doubt, but I don't think we have anyone to mark him. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. Now the Smiths are there on the forwards. They are to me really epitomised Roscommon mm. you don't know what you're going to get with them yes. they're good one day they're not great the next day yeah. do you know what I mean if they turn around we're in real trouble do you think Croke Park itself the size of Croke Park will facilitate Roscommon I do indeed yeah probably yeah. 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 I, would say, I would say that too um, I do indeed yeah. mm-hmm. so no but don't I, I think is there some of the Clare players will will, will relish will relish, R- relish that as well, as well yeah. like we've, there's a Clare player playing centre back uh, Kieran Russell I would imagine he'd be in line for Nice nomination, I'd say. Yeah. He's done so well at centre back. One, yes. of th- one of the things about this game is 
it's not like either side are playing one of their big guns and bogey teams. Clare wouldn't fear us common traditionally because, you know, they weren't a, weren't hammering us at Munster over the years. Mm-hmm. They would know that Roscommon probably are a bit better than them now, but that we could take them on a given day. Yes. Roscommon certainly wouldn't be fearing Clare because, again, they have no history of meeting in, in Connacht or in a mm-hmm. provincial situation, and uh, they would have a decent rough record against us. So I suppose from that point of view... It's, a, it's, it's whoever on the day just decides to attack the game and go for it. There's no, there's no big psychological issue about the opposition and the field well, of the jersey. Yeah, in fact, the jersey is not the same colour. So, there's uh, a culture of There, there is a, the element of uh, the psychology of, associated with playing in Croke Park. Even True. though you're not going to have 80,000 people there. Mm. But okay, but uh, in, in the mind's eye, if you're an ex uh, player, uh, you'll know what it's like and you know what it's like yourselves when you go out on the big day mm. and the best of hurlers and the best of footballers uh, can can't uh, they can't cope with it at yeah. times with the pressure of the place do you know the actual place so um, it'll be interesting I think that'll be critical crucial both teams are good they're better than they're probably considered them. Well, I should say that from what I hear about Roscommon, there's no shortage of, of uh, self-confidence yeah. there at mm-hmm. all. None. None. And John, sorry, just on, on that point you make about Croke Park and the mm-hmm. fear of it or the performing of it, on it, have you not been tempted yourself as somebody who played in front of 70 plus thousand mm-hmm. in the all Ireland final 1962 and played, and wasn't a bit, wasn't a bit afraid, as you said, off air, just, it inspired you. Uh, would you not be tempted to make a phone call to uh, the Galway or the Roscommon management and tell them this is how you handle the big crowd? <laughs> I did it in '62, or we did. Nearly one of But you know, you you actually can talk with the authority of playing in front of a massive crowd, power crowd, and you might just before we finish yeah. on it, expand on your experience of what that is like for for a player. Okay, what was it like for me? Um. It'll be a smaller crowd, obviously. A smaller crowd. See, but even so, it's the same, same idea. I have a, I have a, I have a fairly strong ego. I'm admitting to that weakness. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> um, uh, that's I think, I think... Contradiction in terms uh, of... Uh, anyway. <laughs> a, a bit of a bull. Um, I don't know. Some personalities rise to an occasion and others disappoint themselves on the occasion. I've, I've wondered about that in life, you know, more as I get older. What was it that stood to me? What was I bringing to myself now I'm talking about, you know? Um, and I would say it was ego. Uh, I was mm, a conceited enough individual. My father used to say, John Stafford, he said, you're entitled to a proper conceit of your own worth. Now, you can think about that one and first say... It, first it was, it, it was. What was it? Yeah. And uh, in, that, in that regard, I suppose I, w- I was feeling um, I'm as good as the next guy. And that was naivety because I wasn't as good as the next guy in reality. He's Mick O'Connell, but then again, <laughs> you, managed, you managed that one too. We, we, we did, did, yeah. history shows, yeah. Um, but uh, your, your question about those minutes in the tunnel before you come out, you, you're seeing the stuff on the screen, do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there is something going on in your tummy, I can tell you all right. 
Okay. I'll tell you an illustration of it. One of our players who was critical to the actual free-taking part of the team, he was lined up two in the centre of the pitch. All the backs, uh, the backs went back, but the forwards were all uh, lined up mm-hmm. and the centre field players. And he was shaking from head to toe as the, uh, the All-Ireland was, was being played during the, the line-up. Okay. And I could see him. Good Lord Almighty, he wouldn't be able to take a uh, free at all. No, and he was a good free taker. And uh, I tapped another member who was b- beside me in the line-out. And I said, look, look, look at our friend. We'd say his name was Mick. It wasn't Mick. Look, uh, look at our friend Mick. He's shaking. Jesus. Uh, I'd sort that out. The ball gets thrown in. Mick doesn't at all concentrate on where the ball is going. He rises up, and in the process of rising, he gives his teammate, the free taker, a clatter at the back of the head. <laughs> and when 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 Mick when they he came down on the ground, okay, he was looking for who hit him, looking for a Kerry guy who who had hit him. All the and they were so gone. So I'm just wondering, is there a bit of, is there is there a technique there that should be operated uh, uh, in a dressing room, a bit of a scrap? Well, you can't do it. In, you can't do it in the field because there's too uh, many cameras there. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, uh, should boxing gloves be actually <laughs> provided there for for half an hour? Before? Oh, here's one though. What I can't understand at all, um, and this is a genuine feeling, and I've thought about it a lot over the years. Why not have a captain's day, a captain's hour, in Croke Park on the Saturday before an All-Ireland final? Why must you wait until the stadium is full, you know, to get the feel of what it's like? Yeah, Do you know what I'm getting? Get captain's running rugby. Run in rugby. Yeah, game, yeah. Why? Mm. Why? It's the most... That's a good idea. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I can tell you something. Uh, I would like... <clears throat> to have had a, a, a run-out uh, on the Saturday. Uh, togged out um, and get the feel for, you know... Just, just kick a few balls around yeah. the place. And the stands. The I mean, place, yeah. you, you, there's a fierce sense of enclosure, you know, in, in, in Croke Park. And uh, even in those days, it, mm. the stands weren't as big. But, um, and I'd, I think it's a question that's worth asking and worth resolving. And you can see, can you see the advantage? Oh, I can see the merit of it, yeah, there's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt. Oh, why, why actually do you think? Because I know in, in the Hurling, a lot of teams, and obviously Crop Park is different, but if they were playing, if you were playing a match in Parky Cueve next week, yeah. you go down the week before, and I can see your point, if you yeah. were going, you know, they'll give you a night, yeah. whatever, they give you a night in the field, you know, they're yeah. okay like that. Crop Park is different now, all right, with the way, with all the rules and regulations. Corporate, they have, corporate regulations. Yeah, they have up there, <clears> you know, <throat> but it does real merit in that, you yeah. know. Yes, yeah. for sure there's no doubt. So will we say that when that uh, change is brought in, will we say we started that at John Scarf Bay Community Radio? <laughs> you'll be you'll be on for two questions. Like you're already there being known as the man that got the quickest uh, goal in, in, in championship football. So now you're going to be the man that's going to get the captain's run out <laughs> yeah, for the team. Janice, who do you think is going to win so Roscoe? You think Ross Common are going to defeat Clare? What you? dictates my answer is is hope. I hope Ross Common win okay and we get another day out okay who will win I think it's a toss of a coin with the heads coming down 
for us, Gavin. Yeah, I, 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 and you're kind of going with the bookies on that one. Johnny, thanks again for coming and taking time to talk to you. Thank you for Great asking me. Thank, thank you for, that. for being here. Yeah. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to John S. Kelly for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio. And now we're going to be joined on the line by a man very good to us here on the radio station here, a well-known local local journalist, um, head of sport at the Clare Echo newspaper, man who always gives us his time here to us, is Parik McMahon. Parik, you're welcome once again. Thanks, lads. Great to talk Hi, Parik. Parik, um, I suppose looking back on last weekend, what a weekend of, of, of sport. Uh, starting with a great win for the Miners on Saturday. Unfortunately, uh, the Camogies uh, didn't do the business in the senior, got a draw on the junior. Great win for the footballers. And unfortunately, the seniors who ran, gave it of their all and even more, only just to come up a small bit short to Limerick. Yeah, uh, two other, I think Meatloaf or whoever, two out of three in bed, two out of four, we'd have to take it. Um, you know, great, great result for the footballers. Great to see the miners getting them back, getting back on track. Uh, very important win for them. Camogie, disappointing defeat. Um, a game they probably would have targeted winning um, and put them under pressure now for the for the rem- rem- remainder of it. And what a what a game of the ages. Then we were treated to on on Sunday in Simple Stadium. Um, like the one of the reflections you'd have. Leaving it is it's it's definitely a game that's going to be shown on TG Car. For years to come now i don't know it might take us a few years to maybe pick up the courage to watch it back knowing what happens and what way it goes but an outstanding spectacle you know even there's people i know that came back from san francisco to go to the game and they certainly got their money's worth um and there was people that went to their first hurling match for the first time that were at it and they were blown away by by what we got what we saw it, it had everything um you know, and Clare put up a fantastic, admirable performance. And I guess it just shows the class of that Limerick team that they were still, whatever was thrown at them, they, they still found a way to win. Yeah, and indeed, uh, Parik, as you said, it's definitely a game for the ages, which we'll be seeing over and over again. And and Parik, we may have been slightly critical maybe of Brian uh, earlier on in the league campaign for not using an, an, an awful lot of players. But to be fair to this management team and players, they have really grown and grown and there's a real strong bond and spirit within the team now, which was proved last Sunday. And, you know, to come up against the best team, arguably in the last, I suppose, five years or whatever it is, and to be the still, you know, just to come up, that bit short and look at who's to know that we, it's only maybe part one that we could be meeting that run again. Yeah, in, in fairness, Brian, you know, we've we maybe have questioned certain things, but I think bear the 2020 quarterfinal to Watford in terms of championship, <clears throat> they haven't given a bad performance in championship under his watch. Um, and they really they really seem to be um, playing for him. Sometimes I'd maybe question how tactically advanced that particular management is, but regardless of that, I think they, the players are 100, 110% behind him. And, you know, there's no, among the clear public, there's no dissenting voices at all, at all towards Brian, which is fantastic that, um, you know, it's such a united cause behind him. And like Limerick, they're the top team, but I think it, we, it's, maybe it's fake to see what we've seen in Leinster. It's not really, 
as accurate as what you'd get in the Munster Championship but like Limerick is their number one but I think it's it's fair to say that Clare are their closest challengers and Paddy one of the other facets of the whole thing that backs up what you're saying about the United panel and the, you know, the support for Brian from the squad and vice versa is the fact that there's absolutely nothing coming out of that squad it's a tight group there's very little rumour there's very little news players are tight lipped they won't tell their parents what's happening or their, or their brothers or sisters and I suppose in a way that's a great sign of a, of, a, of, a, of a set of players buying into the whole thing of just focusing on what they should focus on Yeah absolutely and you know, maybe one of the things I kind of, again, be questioning is there's pros and cons to the style of management that they do that it could kind of, a lot of it is tough love. Whereas we see the likes of Patrick Crotty wasn't in the 26 for the Watford game, but then the approach seemed to work that he, I watched him, they do a training session after every championship game, or they did, except for the Munster final. <coughs> and for every sprint, Patrick Crotty was up at the front. Um, You know, he was busting and giving everything he could to kind of get his himself back in contention. He came on, um, obviously, then in the Munster final. So, like, the lads are champing at the bit and, like, there's a huge battle to get on the starting 15, but even to get into the 26 is one of the more fascinating things that we've seen over the last few games, seeing who's in there and which player is gone. So there's there's huge co- competition for, for places on the panel, but in saying that, I think we're reflecting back on the game. I thought extra time is, is, is where we were caught that we didn't really have physicality to come in off the bench. Correct, yeah, um, I agree with you. was one of the things that maybe caught us as well as not having a goal chance or a credible goal chance throughout the game. But um, no, look, you'd, you'd have to, and I'd put my hand up and say I would have questioned just some things like I, Conor Cleary, I'm delighted that he's proven me wrong so far in this year's championship. He's, he's playing outstanding. Um, but like, so far, so good for, for Clare. I'd be reticent to maybe say there'll be part three. I hope we'll, be, we'll get to cross Pats with Limerick again, but like if it's Wexford that we're playing, that's going to be a very sticky test. And then, you know, they don't come tougher then than playing a Kilkenny team managed by Brian Cody if we were to get over that test. Yeah, and indeed, you know, you, you said it there, Paddy, you know, to, to get to an All Ireland final, we're going to have to be Wexford, assuming to get over Kerry, which is going to be no easy test down in, in Austin Stack Park. And, you know, uh, and, and, got, and Cork having to go to, to Corrigan Cart. Corrigan Park to play Antrim you know and th- th- those games are not going to be easy for Cork or Wexford either um, Parik No um, they definitely won't they'll be good tests and you know if they come out with, they'll come out of it on a bounce with one extra game under their belt and you know they'll both fence their chances Cork will, if Cork get over the line they'll fence their chances taking Galway and same thing with Wexford um, you know Jerry Egan who we obviously know he's, he's great knowledge of Scarif and he speaks very fondly of his time coaching in Scarif but he was in Thurless um, at the weekend and he was studying studying the things so he'd have picked up a few things as well and I think if it, if it is Wexford like that surely those panel that Wexford panel would kind of step up and say we, we need to we need to do something against Clare in Championship you know obviously <coughs> with Clare knocked him out of the Championship the last two years under Brian um, so I think sure you know that, that Wexford panel would surely be targeting taking a scalp but that's going to be the big test at this, the immediate test for Brian and the management team is it was such a battle and they gave everything and they really expended a lot of energy to try and win the Munster Championship and you know it was we say it was a battle for the ages but they came out the wrong side of it so that kind of does leave a bit of a scare and a psychological blow so the test now is to you know pick themselves up and go at it and find that energy because it would have taken a toll 
um, on the bodies and on the minds. And I suppose, Park, as you say, it has taken a, a tremendous toll on the bodies and the minds. Not that. Do you think maybe that the two-week break is just maybe just about enough that, you know, Claire are lucky that they didn't have to come out the Sunday after, like in previous years where the, you were out the Sunday after the Munster final defeat or whatever, that the two weeks hopefully will make that, that difference? Oh, absolutely. Like, they're they're blessed in comparison with the Clare Senior Camogie team who've been slogging away week yeah. after week. Um, but yeah, especially with it going to extra time, um, that, that extra week will make a massive difference. And hopefully the likes of Mark Rogers, you know, he probably could have done with a bit more match practice before he came in um, last week against, against Limerick. But, you know, an extra bit of training, a bit of contact from what I can gather. The game will come too soon for Aidan McCarthy, the quarter-final. But if there was another day... I believe he could be back in the mix for a semi-final if we were to get there. And what a, what a boost he would be a bit of the panel and we, we'll talk about those games later on again. I suppose, uh, Parik, just to go back to, to the, the minor hurling and a great win for Clare over Leash and now sets him up nicely for a, a clash against the Linster champions of Offaly and there's no doubt that Clare won't fear um, the Offaly challenge. No, no, I don't think so. And, um, obviously, they should respect Offaly but I don't think they should fear it. I think they should be should be targeting a win. Um, like I think they're still kind of scratching their heads a bit from the Galway performance, where it was about 16 points defeat or thereabouts. Um, that it, it just was so flat and it was unlike them, you know. Um, and maybe we could say it was the toll at the Munster final for them that that had the impact. But um, no, there's some very impressive players from from what I saw saw of them so far. Like cornerback Owen Gunning, really admire him. I think he's he's a good bit of stuff in on Tracy as well. For me, the maybe the stubbornness he showed the Munster final. He was down after about thirty seconds, but and one of the management were signalling, "Let's make up." But he was having none of it, and he went on to have a good game. Like and you know, not to be picking out individuals as well, but Jack O'Neill at centre forward is is another good one. And and um, like that's primarily look it would be great if if we could get something out of the minor. But all I'd be looking at for a minor or an under twenty one team is to be competing, getting a few wins under a belt, but to be producing maybe six or seven lads that you'd be saying, yeah, he can go on and play for senior for his county. Yeah, and that's what it's all about is keeping the conveyor belt going. Yeah, and indeed, you, you've hit the nail in the head there. The conveyor belt has to, 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 to come into operation. We need more players uh, coming through, you know, and as you said, even less Sunday in terms of physicality, maybe that's what, what caught us in the end. And, you know, these lads coming onto the 17 team, they're the first of these new development squads that were put together, you know. So it's it's working well. And as you said, these are great players. And, you know, mm. Gunning on Gunning, what a, what, a, what a talent, a man who could play in any position. But uh, the Tracy at full-back and O'Neill at centre-forward, which would have been maybe... Maybe two problem positions to fill at, uh, at you know in the in other years you know great have men come in those positions that you know are going to be well tested. Oh, absolutely, and then like the there's maybe a bit of talk about him as well, but Adam Hogan as well from Fecal. I know he's overage for that. He's another one that we'd kind of be putting his hand up to get into some position in the clear defence. Like so, there is there is options coming, and you know this work didn't just happen overnight. It's been and a lot of a lot of hard effort put into it by both the clubs of these players and and the development squads, as you say. Like there's a lot of a lot of Saturday mornings given up, a lot of time even before that planning and plotting. So um, look, it's great. It's great the clear in the minor semi final, um, and now that we're there, I think uh, Brian O'Connell and the lads would, would would like to go another step further and maybe a chance for revenge against either Chip or Galway. Yeah, to be to be nice, there's not there's been there be no lack of motivation in that. Parik, turning uh, to the 
Camogie uh, and you know, unfortunately a defeat to Wexford um, maybe we didn't see this one coming you know but it was a performance that just seemed very very flat coming on the back of the defeat to Cork or the, the week before you know coming on the back of a draw you know coming back to draw against Tipperary it is going to be di- difficult for the senior team uh, to get through to the knockout stages of the championship now but look at uh, there's still two games to go against Waterford and Dublin and you know, on any other given day, you'd expect to beat Waterford in Dublin. And as you said, the two the, the week break, you couldn't come half quick enough for this Camogie team. No, uh, definitely. They they do need a break there. The, the legs are catching on them. And it's just, obviously, you know, uh, the, the way it has gone, it's maybe caught up with them. That, that, that things, results didn't go their way. Whereas if it was on the flip side, that they were going game on game and things were going their way, they'd be on an almighty high. Um, but... Like from the outset, very difficult for for the management, given that they were down. I think about Conor Dolan had said about fourteen of last year's panel, um, you know, which is always it's the, the common team that we discuss when we're on talking camogies. We're not well, land players, which is a big worry, um, and the trend seems to nearly be accelerating a bit more. But I think the management then haven't helped themselves on the other side with the the way things are going with the senior and the junior, like you're the whole every county manager will say or every club manager nearly if you listen to any interview they'll say oh it's a 20 person game yes with Claire we're kind of restricting ourselves to about 17 or 18 on the senior team because we don't want to be using players who'll play junior like so I think it justifies logic altogether um, and while they did have a very progressive Munster campaign got to a final didn't go their way you know it was, it was a, another thriller to remember but the result didn't go their way but yeah, you'd be very, I suppose, annoyed would probably be one of the words, like, because they just haven't built on that. But, like, they're, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot to some extent, the way uh. they're keeping players for junior. Or, you know, I just think there are other Camogie players out there that we maybe need to get into these panels rather than holding players for one team and not use them on another. And, Pauly, normally, you know, if you have two separate managements for a senior and junior uh, set up, you might be saying that, well, you know, the senior management didn't want to pull in junior players to finish out senior games because they didn't want to upset the other management or annoy them. But in this case, it's the same personnel. So you'd imagine they would have sat down and talked about all these things in advance and uh, make a decision, I suppose, on which is a priority. And I know many commentators are saying, you know, your senior team is your, is your, um, it's your, it's your standout flagship team. Exactly, Leo. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a competition to get garners the most of publicity, and it's 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 you know it's a high quality thing. And you know, in your opinion, should they probably have have prioritised getting as many of their best players playing in the senior championship and resting tired players near the end and bringing in fresh legs, or is the approach they're taking maybe in the long run a better approach for developing more players? It's a hard one, isn't it? Well, I've nothing wrong if we if we were you know targeting to win. The junior All Ireland, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just think if we take a step back and see, right, if Clare did win the junior All Ireland, we have a senior team and an intermediate team, and then we factor in the fact that we're not holding on to players, like where are we going to get the players from if we're going to be playing senior and intermediate? Because we're struggling at the minute to get the players between the two, and hopefully it would work if, um, if but like they know you need at least 20, if not 22, 23, you know, mm-hmm. like the Clare senior hurlers have 41 on their senior panel alone yeah. and that's all eyes in on one panel whereas I, d- I don't know I don't, whether maybe they should have brought in more minors once the minor was over, provincial yeah. concluded or yeah. something 
but it just it does I don't think it makes sense and um, look it's great they, a lot of the junior teams some of them are doing their leave insert as well so they've been restricted in what they could do um, the last three weeks or so but um, like I don't know it does kind of from the outside totally from the outside looking in it kind of seems like was it fully thought through like if, if the goal is to win the junior All-Ireland what, what happens next? You know, yeah, yeah um, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, in in that one, you know, it, it just it just it just doesn't look the optics don't look right when even the Saturday, you know, uh, down in in Six Mile Bridge, and you see players running off to go to another venue. Which look at his hair enough logistics. That's that's what the logistics of it. Like, but you had two subs talked out, and then when one of the players got injured, you you had to bring back on a player that had already been taken off, and. You know, if you see you're all playing on the field to play and you obviously, no matter how bad you're going, you're not going to be taken off. It, you're just not getting the best out of yourself. No, no. And like as well, the... the and I can see the and I can see the position they're in. It is a hard position to be in, there's no doubt it, about it. It. It, is, it is, but like if, we're, if we look from the player's position then, if you're on the junior panel and born tagging for the senior match, you're doing the warm. Like you waste an awful lot of energy being a sub, even when you're not playing. Like you're getting, you're poking every single ball and then you have to go off and play a match. Afterwards yeah. as well, um, but I don't know. I don't know. Look, I think, I think there's nearly a PhD work doing as to why Derek Mulgee has struggled to hold on to best players in the last ten years. Like I know there's loads of things like travel and etc. But um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be the same cycle. <clears throat> It'll continue, and it it might possibly get worse because we should be a force at senior level. And uh, you know, while I don't think you know the monster went went fine, you know, great to get to the final, but I think come October, there's not many people are going to talk about that if Clare don't uh, manage to get to the knockout stages of the All-Ireland. And Parik, do you think that uh, do you think there is still, do you think they'll still make, they could still make it, the knockout stages which wins over Waterford and Dublin? I think they could, it depends how they how they manage the break, like Waterford did seem impressive from the bits I was seeing of them before the Munster final at the weekend. Um, but like I, I was surprised that we didn't beat Wexford, and especially in our home patch because Wexford hadn't been going great. They were flipping and flopping a bit. Um, so, but I, I, I don't know. Like a lot of it is is fatigue as well. I think the players are tired, so hopefully they'll come back Fresh. recharged um, and ready to go. But um, it's it, it's doable. It's it's a tough task, but it. Um, it's certainly doable. Yeah, and of course the Junos got a good draw, which you really saw. You know, they continue their their good run. Parik, finally, before we get away from 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 the hurling, and you know, Antman Cork, Wexford and Kerry both later on today. I suppose in all intents and purposes, there will be tough games, but you would expect uh, Cork and Wexford to come out. Or do you see a banana skin here? Um, I know I I don't I don't foresee a banana skin. I I was talking to people earlier in the week, and they were kind of. A bit um, lamenting the fact that Tipperary didn't get to run out with Kerry um, to <laughs> maybe hold on to their status. But um, no, I, I do I do think it'll be Cork, Cork Galway and Wexford player. Um, but they probably will be two two sticky encounters for for both Wexford and, and Cork. But um, massive potential for them to kind of get to start and get that bounce, you know, because when they come into we've seen us down through the years with the beaten provincial finalists that sometimes struggled. But as, as you pointed out, Leo, the gap of the extra week may um, dilute that some bit. But um, I, w- I would expect Wexford and Cork to advance to the quarterfinals. Lovely. And Parik, we turn to the football and uh, our, our earlier guest, uh, John S. Kelly, who would have previously played for, for Roscommon, has predicted a Roscommon victory in that uh, qualifier game in Crow Park later on today. But what an occasion for the Clare footballers back in Crow Park again. 
Yeah, um, I'd actually prefer if they weren't there. I think it takes away from the fact. I think it should be an incentive to get to a quarter final to be in Crow Park. Um, that's that's my own personal yeah. opinion, and I've, I've said it to a few people as well. But um, it is great. They've they seem to have turned it around. Didn't play overly great. They they had an excellent first half against Meath, and then you did six scoreable wides in the second half, and it was something Colum Collins was even annoyed about afterwards. But um, yeah, they've shown they've shown their past in the past that they they can mount um, a very decent qualifier run, and hopefully that'll happen. They, like they won't fear Roscommon. I was up at the league game in Doctor Hyde Park yeah. between Roscommon and Clare, and Clare should have won that game. They got a draw, but Clare appeared, which hadn't been a, a trend really for the Clare footballers, but they were the more physical side um, and Carl O'Connor and Darren O'Neill particularly and kickouts um, from C- Clare really dominated on their own kickout in that game. Stephen Ryan, obviously, he's he's out injured at the minute. Tristan O'Callaghan is in between the posts, but that was one really key standout, but Clare didn't get the win, but they won't, um, they won't have any hang-ups about playing Roscommon and I think it's um, definitely a winnable game for Clare and a chance to, you know, to to maybe seal their place back in Crow Park again for a quarter fine. Yeah, that'd be nice. Also, uh, Pollock, there's the other method of the Mayo Kildare, Donegal or May, and I suppose Cork got the team that everyone wanted in, in, in Limerick. You know, how do you see these ones going, Pollock? Yeah, I, th- I, um, I think Cork Cork will get past Limerick. Um, and I, you know, credit to Billy Lee for the, for the excellent work they, that's going on um, in Limerick. They're really making massive strides, which is great. Um, for football in the province, um, Donegal Armaz very hard one to call. Um, a rerun of an earlier round. Yeah, I I think um, I I just give the nod to Armagh, given the fact that you know it's no good really knocking out Tyrone <coughs> if you're not going to follow through on it. Um, you know, and for that to be the highlight of the year wouldn't wouldn't be great. And then I think I think Mayo. Um, James Warren has to get Mayo to a quarter final at least to be let back into the county I'd say so um, I, I'd see them getting over the line Yeah and I suppose with Armagh Park you don't know which Armagh is going to turn up you know is it the Armagh team that played last, last week or is it the Armagh team that played in the first round so I suppose McGinney the pressure's on McGinney he's seven year in charge you know but they look they, they look the pair don't they? They do yeah they and they even impressed me they were down in Cusick Park for the kind of the delayed league in one of the COVID years um, and they were very impressive um, and you know, I, I think McGeady I think he's a, one of the top sports people of this year I say from the early 2000s um, and what he's done so he, but he does as you say seven, year seven he needs to he needs to get him to, to I say Crow Park but I mean Crow Park properly for, for an All-Ireland quarterfinal um, and then possibly further um, because like at that stage when you're there seven years lads are beginning to nearly look over their shoulders as well and even it was vital for Cullum given the great work he's done with Clare in year nine that we got that win over Mead because it would have been a really um, really flat note to go out um, given because the, the, the disappointment thing is obviously one of their they're probably two of their worst performances under his tenure was the defeat to Tipperary um, in the Munster Championship played in Thurless and the defeat to Limerick yeah. um, and they were the two years we avoided Kerry in the side of the draw like they were two massive years with opportunities to get to Munster final now you could argue that maybe it'll serve Clare better to possibly go through the back door than playing Kerry but um, it would be nice to be in the Munster final on the same window yeah I would have liked to see Clare in the Munster final and see what they do against Kerry it's always going to be difficult against them but um, 
like you'd you'd like the likes of Owen Cleary and Jamie Malone and these guys to play to play in most <coughs> at some stage. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And uh, Boric, you know, it has been a busy busy weekend, uh, and this weekend is a quite a quite a weekend on 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 the Holland scene. And I suppose look at from next weekend till all all build up again, and we'll be talking about the the All Ireland quarterfinals in in more depth. As always, uh, Boric McMahon, you're very good to take the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thanks, lads. Always a pleasure. And once again, thanks to Park McMahon for taking the time to talk to us. And that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. My thanks, as always, to co-presenter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, Park McMahon, and of course, a special thanks to, to John S. Kelly. Thanks to Jim Collins in the Control Tower. Without him, we wouldn't have a show. And we thank you very much for, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the programme. And all that remains is from me, Leo Dial. Until we meet again, it's Ben O'Day, August Lawn.